0: This is Comic Picks by The Glick. I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, how the hell are you? I'm good, John. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. What are we going to be talking about? I think we have someone else in the room.
1: Yeah, that's right. Hey, Myron, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Excellent. I've, oh, been, you... I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones and thus drinking a lot of wine, so we're going to be having a good old time. Hey,
0: Game of Thrones, that's like a soap opera for nerds, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> so, what is on our plate tonight that we brought in, roped in uh, Myron to this conversation?
2: Okay, well, tonight's like we we roped in Myron because we are doing a, another Spider-Man centric podcast, and this is about um Marvel's big list on Spider event. This is Spider geddon
1: Spider geddon Yeah,
2: it's like it's like. Like Armageddon for Spider-Man, or at least that's kind of what they want you to think. Because Wait, Spider-Geddon?
0: <laughs> like, okay, so is this based off of the movie? That's a dumb question, but I'll just throw it out there.
2: Kind of, not quite, but sort of, really, because <laughs> like, this is basically um, this is basically like this follow-up to um, Spider-Verse, which, hey, oh, coincidentally, Myron Jordan us a couple of years ago to talk about. Which it's like, hey, it's like so So, what are your memories of the original, like, you know, comic book version of Spider Verse?
1: Oh man, ever since watching this new movie, it's been it's been very vague. But you know, uh, what I really mostly enjoyed about the last Spider Verse was just seeing all the different, I guess, spider totems get together uh, to fight against uh, to fight against the inheritors. And and at least for me, who enjoys seeing. All All of I guess I'm gonna start with Peter Parker, seeing Peter Parker's costumes throughout the years. And of course, like, you know, you you want to see like different spider people and different spider costumes and different spider abilities. Spider verse kind of uh, illustrated that for me, you know, being able to see like all these different spider people from all these different spider verses that weren't necessarily Peter Parker and just seeing the abilities that, They brought to the table and so with this new version of spider-geddon or this continuation i should say we get to see that again plus we get to see a spider-man that i have uh truly truly enjoyed and who has become one of my favorites is the spider-man from the recent ps4 game which of course i want to mention throughout this conversation which ties into the spider-geddon storyline
2: yeah, it's like I mean it's like he uh the uh PlayStation for Spider Man, it's like um gets his own like introductory issue. It's like he gets his like a zero issue, it's like like to show you just like how important he is. And you know, the thing is like, you know, you you could accuse Marvel, like just saying like, hey, you know, like we're right on the coattails of this like extremely successful it's like a popular um, video game adaptation of Spider Man. But you know, it's like okay, first of all, it's like this is a this um the PS4 Spider-Man is
1: fucking incredible, right, Myron? Definitely. Like, And and going off of what you just said, how this PS4 Spider-Man uh, got his own comic and his own issue with number zero, I just want to mention to you that this week um, Spider-Man City at War number one released, and it's called The Gamerverse, and I have issue number one and a variant issue number one holding in my hands right now.
2: Oh, so you pick you pick that up? I haven't read it yet, but I mean that's I'm a I'm a trade waiter, so it's like, but I know that the guy they've got to um to adapt it, Dennis Dennis Hallam or Dennis um hopeless as he's also been called. Mm-hmm. like he he can usually be um you can rely on him to deliver some quality work. So how did, how did that first issue turn out?
1: Actually, I haven't read it yet. I actually picked these up uh, yesterday, ah. and, and and just and just <laughs> like and just like you, um, you know, I feel. Uh, reading trade is the best way to go because you can just get the whole storyline down in one shot rather than waiting for issues to release. However, you know me. I'm a fan of like great artists and great artwork. I just still like to pick up some of these, especially when it comes to Spider-Man. I love picking up these individual issues and having the individual uh, cover art and variant arts on my issues. So um, one of the buddies of mine at work you know, he was like, oh, dude, you gotta come to the comic book store right now. They just released a a Spider-Man comic based off the game. So, yeah.
2: Who's throwing the art for that,
1: for that, um, for this adaptation? Uh, let's, let's see here. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack it open right now. So, yeah, like, there, there, there have been several variants on this. However, you know how variants work. Certain comic book stores have to, have to order a certain amount before they get certain issues. So, I have the standard cover. Uh the artist is Michelle Brandini. Oh, yeah, I know her. She's pretty good. And the cover artist, which is awesome. This this for the standard issue cover is done by Cl- uh Clayton Clayton Crane.
2: Oh he's the guy who provided the art for um, issue zero, actually. Yeah. Of Spider Spider Geddon.
1: Yeah, and that was an amazing cover as well.
2: Yeah. It's like but I mean it's like the uh but the uh one of the reasons like that um I think the Spider-Man game worked as well as it did is because like the like um Insomniac the developers like did a like um did uh, like like saw a lot of input from like people who actually write the uh, comic Spider-Man comic books such as um Dan Slott and um Christos Gage like Gage who actually like is responsible for writing the uh, main story for Spider-Geddon. It also feels kind of like this is kind of like that um, the Spider-Man game is kind of like their version of Ultimate Spider-Man, in the sense that you know, hey, what would we do if like Spider if we had like created our Spider-Man story from the ground up? And um, as you'd expect from like someone like Slot, who's done like lots of like, really good and interesting um, Doctor Octopus stories over the years. Like the game, like focuses a lot on the relationship between Peter Parker and and Doctor Octopus
1: or Otto Octavius, really. Yeah, I mean we all we all know who he really is, but yeah, Otto Octavius. And you know, one thing that I really appreciate about the Spider Verse storyline is that it kind of spun off additional uh, Spider Man comic or Spider related comic books and characters. And this game in itself is kind of like. a a shot off of, you know, a a Spider-Verse in itself. It's its its own, like, unique Spider continuity. It's, 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 it's correct. Like, it's its own Spider-Verse, like, its own Spider continuity, But this character is now part of this world and part of this Marvel universe to where, like, we're going to start seeing him in more video game sequels sooner than later, I hope. We're going to start seeing him in the comic book now, and we're going to start seeing him team up um, in this storyline that we're discussing today. And I I really like what they did with his character and his relationship with Otto Octavius in this story.
2: Yeah, cuz I think cuz one of the interesting things they do with this, I mean, they actually find a really good reason to integrate him into the story. <laughs> because, you know, it's like cuz like I mean, while it's like I'm kind of like um lukewarm about the overall spider geddon event, it's like it it does find a lot of interesting like way things to do do over the course of its story. It's like cuz it's basically like one like um, one way to like just see so guy like, finds a way to further the uh like the redemption of Otto octavius in like the uh, marvel in the marvel um, comics universe
1: mm-hmm. and,
2: and it's like and the reason like that we get the uh, spider-man from the video game in spider geddon is because like you know Otto octavius like, in the marvel Mar- in the marvel universe is trying to find spider-man who um who would be receptive to him leading the charge against the inheritors and i thought that was really that was really interesting
1: yeah and that's where and you bring up a good point just because you know uh, i don't want to spoil too much of the game for the listeners that you know haven't had the chance to play it just yet
2: you should play it it's really great
1: yeah if you have if you're a, if you're a spider-man fan or if you're a ps4 comic book, or, or if you're just a comic book fan in general, this game does for Spider-Man as the Arkham Knight series has done for Batman. So I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for the listeners here. But um, what I love about this issue zero is Peter's relationship with this Doc Ock, like you will, or I should say Otto Octavius again, Otto Octavius in the game. You do see Peter's father uh, figure relationship with Otto Octavius and the events that unfold you're going to see how that that evolves and that changes within this comic book you're going to see how Peter kind of finds the relationship with Otto Octavius that he's you know genuinely wanted um and yeah
2: cuz like, like, in this comic in this comic Otto has basically a sp- Assumed the uh, pers- the uh, the persona of basically being the superior Spider-Man again,
1: correct. And and that and that and and his interaction with this Peter Parker, you kind of do see a uh, kind of mentorship. Uh, not only mentorship conversation, but interactions w- with the both of them, in which why this Peter is, you know, uh, on board on following Octavius to help save the multiverse from the inheritors. And of course, before that happens, you know, Peter says, hey, before I go, we need to take down tarantula, and I need to tie up some loose ends before I can leave my city unattended, and it's interesting because, you know, before he ends up jumping uh, the multiverse to follow Otto Octavius, you know, you see a modernized-looking tarantula, which I say looks very, very cool. The art style in this issue zero, I have to say, is by far the best I've seen in this entire miniseries, and it's very stylized, very dynamic, and if, you, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, you you know uh, the different posibilities and motions that he takes when he's web-slinging, fighting, dodging. I love the dynamic artwork in this issue. And um, before Peter goes off to the multiverse to, to you know, assist with this threat, you get to see uh, a little bit of uh, the relationships that he's formed throughout the PS4 game with Mary Jane, with Miles, and he ties those loose ends up before we jump into issue one.
2: Yeah, in fact, he actually name checks like the whole Spider-Geddon business. Uh, that feels like you know, like like very appropriate as well. It's like, oh, sp- we can call it a sp-, like when um Otto is be saying we face, like we faced a, a virtual Armageddon like against us and and like PS4 Spider-Man is like, oh, can I call it Spider-Geddon? And it's like Otto Octavius is like, no, please don't. It's like, oh no, I'm totally gonna trademark this.
1: Yeah, of of, of <laughs> course, and of course, Otto Otto kind of has that like. Uh, that uh, was the term I'm looking for. I guess, kind of like condescending tone. And when you're actually reading this comic book, you can kind of hear that, uh, hear that voice, and hear what his voice would actually sound like. Where he was like, "I would never uh, use such a patently ridiculous term."
2: Yeah, it's like. In fact, it's like you know. Whenever I hear like you know Otto Octavius speak as a, as a Superior Spider-Man, I keep hearing this like this really condescending English version for whatever for whatever reason, man. I do. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you know. I mean, we're just. This is like basically the uh, like the zero issue, the introduction to this whole thing, because. But that. But and even then, like you know, this basically this zero issue basically focuses basically happens like like. Uh, like three quarters of the way in through the second issue of the uh, event itself, because the um, Spider Geddon event is a proper sequel to Spider Verse, and so as you know, as Myron has said, like you're, it's basically all about these various Spider people fighting against the inherit the inheritors, the uh, energy vampires who um like hunt Spider Spider people throughout the throughout the uh, multiverse, and you know it's like my biggest issue with Spider Verse. The original, the original series was that you know, the inheritors were just like really like the generic, um, generic enemies. Like they're just like, oh, it's like yeah, you're, you're energy vampires. You feed off spider people, and it's like, oh man, it's like okay. So you got anything more than that? No,
1: not really. So, and, and even after Spider geddon I still feel like they are kind of generic. At the same time, like. I, I, I do feel like there is some future possibility in maybe legitimizing like their threat I mean we get a we get a little bit of that on their threat to spider totems and 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 their ability to wipe out all spider people from uh, existence however you know almost like in Batman where um, You know, the world always needs to be a Batman. I feel in the Marvel Universe, the world always needs a Spider-Man, because Spider, or at least Peter Parker and, you know, Miles Mm -hmm. Morales, they bring something to the table that um, no other Marvel hero uh, can can bring to New York, in my opinion.
2: True, and probably, like, you make a good point about, like, name-checking Miles Morales right here, because this is, like, the rare Spider-Event that actually doesn't have Peter Parker as its lead, because... Like the, the uh the core the, the core narrative of this series, it's like basically involves um like um Otto Octavius basically like, um like really screwing up in the sense that the uh the inheritors uses tech in order to um come back to the six one six universe, uh-huh. and that um it's like, it's like and that he's got to uh, that, that while he's the he's, while he screwed up it's like he realizes that, okay well now I know what we need to do and we need to kill. The inheritors in order to um, take them out, and um Miles Morales is just saying no. It's like that's not what we do because we're because sh- that's not what Spider-Man does. And um, much of the uh, conflict in the series is really about you know like like o- Octavius's viewpoint versus versus Miles's. But you know like this is like like I said, it's interesting. This is like the uh, rare Spider event that doesn't involve Peter Parker. I mean, yeah, he shows up at the very end in the court. In in the core miniseries, but um, like he's but like I said, this isn't his story more than anything else. It's all about you know, just like um, just my Miles and um and Autos um like um differing world worldviews right here.
1: And I and I really think that was that was that was the most entertaining part to me of this storyline. And I felt this was an an important storyline for. Otto Octavius and and Miles Morales because it really stepped up their their leadership skills and and their mindsets. Like Miles really had to um, step up as a leader to to kind of like keep everyone together in, in that same mindset that Peter would. Like, no, we don't kill and we don't do this. Like, do it do it this way. This this isn't what Spider Man would do. And Octavius does you know Octavius has his uh, intelligent arrogance that gets in the way of what he properly needs to do to be a hero and i think he comes he comes to that realization a little bit more so as the ser- as the storyline progresses that you know he's not- he's really not a team player and he feels that everyone should fall in line with him because he's the smartest guy in the room however what you said you know, when he donned the, uh, superior octopus costume and he was fighting, um, uh, what, what was that? Cast- the Count Nefaria. Yeah. Count Nefar. Thank you. Count Nefaria in the beginning. He, 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 both of those, both of those guys, you know, were flexing their, their arrogance to each other. And it, it it led Octavius to go back to villainous threats like hey i I got your son here, I got you you know your uncle Vito here in Italy. you know you know he was starting he was threatening his family and showing how powerful he is through his intelligence to kind of overcome the battle, and that kind of shows that he yeah,
2: still but see, ha- he he's the mean like the means justifies the ends like virtue yeah. that he loves.
1: Yeah. So it's like he still has those villainous. He's touting himself as being a superior hero, but he's using villainous tactics to, you know, try to get over that. And, And by wanting to kill the inheritors, like me personally, I kind of agree. I kind of agreed with him a little bit in the sense of, like, yeah, at this point, just kill these guys and you don't have to worry about it ever again. But at the same time, like, you know, Knowing Miles and knowing Spider-Man and Peter Parker, you know, great power comes great responsibility. I could see their point of view is like, no, we don't kill. You know, we just need to lock them up somewhere. But, you know, obviously you guys tried that prior during the uh and know, it didn't work it's and it, it's how and we it, got to this exactly so at that point that's where you know the spider team starts to divide and you know Octavius kind of starts bringing on spider warriors that would follow him and more side with him and Miles rounded up uh, the other spider some of the other spider folks on his side to kind of like uh, do what they need to do. So you start to see this divide in this great spider army that was designed to take down the inheritors, but you had two principles, two ideas that honestly could have ultimately uh, put a threat to the overall resolution to this this problem.
2: Yeah. And, it's like, and I like the fact that, that, that Octavius eventually realizes that, you know, it's like, like this, this all, this is always going to be an issue between our two sides. So I've got to find some way to unite them. It's like, and like, and to his credit, he does. He actually finds like a, I mean, it's like a, a fairly, um, it's like a fairly credible. It's like, um, wait, it's like way to unite everyone it, at the end it, to the point where it's like, he even gets like, um, the 616 is Peter Parker it's like on his side to uh, to advocate this um it's like this this approach as well mm-hmm. so it's like so i mean it kind of feels like like this whole thing the whole mini point of the series was not only just to like you know like show you that you know miles morales like you know really knows what he's doing as a spider person but also that um Otto Octavius it's like you know he is that 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 his um quote unquote redemption it's like is gen like is genuine as well. It's like, I mean, yeah, he may have like you know like some ruthless villainous instincts, but he's also capable, capable of overcoming them. It's like at it's like at the end of the day. And and I I thought the stuff that stuff was interesting. I mean like think like like you know bits like bits like that were like like were compelling. Even though like the overall story it's like you know because like, even though it's like the uh it's like the creative the creative um drive of the series is kind of reversed from the original Spider um Spider-Verse series because while that was um like Christos um sorry Dan Slot, I'm um, writing uh-huh. with Christos Gage um pitching in for for occasional dialogue and plot assistance. Um this is basically like Christos Gage working from a uh, from a plot supplied by Dan Slot. Um it's like it's it's like it kind of um it's like it's still kind of like felt um, fairly fairly standard issue because ultimately it's like the biggest weakness for the series is that the inheritors are still really generic energy vampire villains. It's like yeah, it's like you can hear their like just their condescending English accents. It's like um from like while you're reading their dialogue in their head in your head and it's kind of like ah oh, whatever. It's like but but also um I think the other thing that Spider-Gen su- suffers from. And that's from the format as well, because I mean, well, I mean, Byron, you read this in like the uh, zero through five um, single issue form, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I got the uh, the uh, um, trade Back edition, which contains zero through five as well as Vault of Spiders one through two. But you know, it's like there's also like lots of other. Um, it, it, it's like two core um, spider. Well, not two core. Three um like additional mini series that um the uh, story the main story branches out into as well because we've also because it's also the Edge of Spider geddon a uh, mini series as well and then there's the uh, Spider Force and the Spider Girls
1: uh-huh. um
2: a mini series as well and it's like it's in as as I was reading this it's like I kind of felt that oh wow it's like i'm kind of missing out on like some key aspects of the story here because i mean like at the end of at the beginning of issue four when Jessica drew shows up and she's got you know solace's um like Stone. Energy, yeah she's his energy crystal and then you find that oh wow she's killed one of the inheritors like in order to get this back as well it's like wow this seems pretty important to the main story oh wow we we didn't get that right here
1: Right, just like uh, the Spider Girls, it was uh, was it Annie Parker? Um,
2: yeah, she's like I think she's she's from the um, it's like I um, renew your vows. I'm um, continuity.
1: Right, I don't remember the I don't remember the uh, the universe numbers aside from six one six, but um, she ends up becoming um, the pattern maker. The pattern maker, which you know is relevant to the the, the web of
2: yeah. So like she she's got to like. Um, he's different than like the uh, the spider totem who can like repair the web. It's like the the universal web which was destroyed mm-hmm. by like um, the the Norman Osborn spider spider person. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, I kind of agree with you where like you know the the entire i mean comics have done that for years where like you know when they have like a mini series or some type of big event going on you have to buy like you know there's a main story line issue but then like it's continued in you know this this book or in this book um yeah. but you know, yeah the, in
2: fact like we have we've done this like before with previous spider Spider-Man series like with the real spider verse where, where it's collection uh, its initial collection was a hardcover that offered like every single tie-in for like eight hundred pages, and it was like seventy-five bucks, I think. Same mm-hmm. goes for like the Clone Conspiracy as well. The spider Gun um collection basically collects like the main miniseries and the uh, Vault of Spiders issues, but it doesn't collect, but it doesn't collect any of the tie-in issues as well, which so right. you know, seems like kind of a uh, a missed opportunity considering how that the uh the main miniseries makes a good point about how um important these other tie-in issues are to the uh to the core story
1: right but you know it's uh you know at least for me they're enjoyable you know tie-ins or enjoyable team-ups because you know i do like seeing the different uh you know, the different Spider-Spider-Men. And uh, I have to say, one of the most enjoyable moments in this uh, series for me was, uh, I believe it was when uh, Otto Octavius and Peter Parker from the PS4 game go to uh, Japan to pick up... uh, Oh, Leo
2: Pardon.
1: Yeah, yeah, Leo Leo Pardon. And you know, they're he's fighting a monster and it's taking forever. And Otto kind of calls him out on it, like, you know, why aren't you using, you know, your sword? Uh, Like,
2: lead with sword vigor.
1: Yeah, lead with sword vigor. And he's like, well, you know, that's not honorable. And he's like, dude, it'll it'll get the job done. And (laughs) But but if I always fought this way, it would be boring. It would be boring, yeah. And it was just like I remember as a kid watching those, uh, you know, the Japanese Spider-Man series, and of course, like, you know, as i gotten older, I've kind of ragged on it, because it's like, this isn't Spider-Man to me. This, You know, this is a typical Japanese, you know, Sentai show with just Spider-Man, where you have a big robot that fights a monster of the day, you know, each episode, and he doesn't have... The abilities that spider-man should and i love how they kind of called out on the cheesiness of it especially Otto Octavius saying yeah just lead with sword vigor and call it a wrap you know just you know just end it and ever since then like you know that spider-man has been saying oh i lead with sword vigor now so we you know we should be good you know we'll be we'll be all right so i i, I love some of those like quips in there that they've that they kind of joked around with you know with certain you know spider characters so you know at least for me like i loved you know just seeing miles step up as a true uh leader and actually taking on the mantle of spider-man of the 616 universe and i love how um you know gwen stacy or you know, uh, Ghost Spider, as I think she became from this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she she kind of like you know um, kind of helps you know save the day and brought in that spider army at the end of the series. And I and at least for me, growing up, I remember the '90s uh, Ben Riley uh, Spider Man, the, the the original Scarlet Spider, and just hearing his story about how he's died uh, 27 times and has been. Resurrected and resurrected twenty seven times and has been.
2: Oh yeah, that that was a bit of retcon from the uh, Clone Conspiracy um, series.
1: Correct, and it's like you know I totally forgot about that because like I remember back then you know the clone uh, the clone conspiracy the clone saga was always kind of like Spider Man's black eye back then. But you know, I've always liked uh, what came out of there. I, I liked Kane as a character. I liked Ben Riley as a character. And I never, you know, yeah, it was cheesy back in '96. But at the same time, like, I've always liked that storyline. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm biased. You know, I'm a Spider-Man fan.
2: Okay, so would you say that you you liked, you enjoyed the the uh, the event overall?
1: Yeah, overall, it was uh it it was a good read. Um, like you said, yeah, it, it had its corniness to it, but You know, that's one thing I love about Spider-Man is that he has a dynamic range of villains and a dynamic range of uh, threats that, you know, that, you know, happen to New York. And I really thought that uh, this this storyline was a good way to kind of help Miles step up in his role as Spider-Man. And I really thought it was a great way to help you know Otto step up in his role as the superior spider-man because they recently relaunched and brought back the superior spider-man comic book and so um i thought this was a good way to kind of like really uh jump those characters back into or at least you know jumpstart these characters to the next level of their growth in the marvel universe and on top of that like we mentioned earlier this was like the perfect segue to me how they launched um uh, peter parker from the uh ps4 universe into the comic line universe
2: true it's like i think and i think there was a lot of good little things that i liked about this series you know from like like from the introduction of the ps4 spider-man to like you know Jap- Japanese sentai spider-man mm-hmm. it's like and just like you know furthering you know auto octavius's character it's like and miles's as well i my problem is i just don't think the uh like, the core, like, story of the series, and you know, fighting against the, uh, the Inheritors was, was really that, that interesting. I mean, there's, there's still just, you know, pretty, like, generic energy vampire type characters. And, um, I, and, like, while the, uh, the resolution of, like, how, of the conflict against them does, does promise, like, you know, okay, maybe they're, this is done for the future, and that, you know, we'll at least get, like, you know, different, be a different story about these characters from here on out but um this is this is for me it really kind of felt that this is like a series where it's like you know like it's virtues work in like the, the little things in in the margins just in that um and also the fact that you know it's like that it um it didn't have like all like it needed like that all the uh, others that it didn't feel complete with unless you had the other um like in issues as well, so it's kind of like you're you're dealing with with this with the miniseries. It had some it had a it had some good ideas, but also just kind of felt down. Just really you know corp, more corporate dictated than than anything else. So it's like, I mean, like I I thought it was all right, but is it something that I would like? absolutely recommend to fans to pick up. Not I don't know. It's like not really. I mean, it had some decent art from. From Jorge Molina and Carlo, Carlo Barberi, even though I'm still waiting for Molina to bring back and fully embrace the animated um, style that he um, that he displayed in those um, three issues of X Force that I read read years ago. But the overall art for the uh, for the miniseries, I think, was pretty strong. It's like though, um, Myron. It's like, um, what do you think about the arcs? I know that this is something that, that that you're like much more interested in than I am.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to chime in on that. Quite frankly, I think uh, you know. I, I feel Jorge Molina did a really good job with the artwork in this series. Like, I'm very... I, I think I'm very picky about, uh, you know, my Spider-Man artists. Like, I love... Like, Ryan Otley is a good Spider-Man artist.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, well, he's a good superhero artist in general. I mean, it's like, after years of Invincible, I mean, like to not see him knock out of the park with um, Amazing Spider-Man, well...
1: Oh, yeah, true. I mean, I mean it, it's... Like there, there have been some really great artists. Like some, some might argue with me. I'm not a big fan of uh, John Romita Jr. as a Spider-Man artist. Like you know, like just gonna
2: let that slide right there.
1: Thank, thank (laughs) you. Like that, that's 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 just my opinion. Like honestly, like I grew up with John Romita and John Romita Jr. I don't think I don't really care for his Spider-Man artwork, but I love what he's done for DC. I love his. artwork for, uh, you know, kick-ass, but for Spider-Man, I was like, mm, not too much. I've always been a uh, Mark Bagley, uh, Tom McFarlane, <clears throat> excuse me, Eric Larson, but, you know, in this current age, like, <clears throat> Humberto Ramos is my favorite Spider-Man artist, and Jorge Molina, like, has become one of my favorite Spider-Man artists. Like, after reading this, I really love the artwork he portrayed especially with superior spider-man like like you know there there's some shots that he's done where i'm like oh man just like the proportions and the color coloring i know he probably didn't do the coloring but i mean the proportions and the scenes like they they look great and some of the you know dynamic fight scenes but um yeah i really loved his artwork in this and, and i thought it was fantastic and i can agree with you too like you know um the the inheritors were kind of like Saturday morning villain, kind of. Yep. They were kind of like Saturday morning villain cartoonery. Like, okay, now that we got our clothing machines, we can, we can resurrect our father. You know, and I kind of get that, but I'm reading this book from like a 13-year-old mindset, so to speak. I'm like, yeah, it's cheesy, but it's cool seeing spider Punk there talking shit, or like, oh, dude, like, you know, I forgot about, you know, Mayday Parker, you know, like, I I think I really cared more about, like, seeing the different Spider-People, and, you know, it it did sadden me when, you know, Captain Britain Spider-Man, Spider-Man UK got killed in the beginning, like, of of the whole, you know, conflict, I was like, oh, dude, that, you know, that kind of sucked that, you know, he, he got taken out that easily, but uh, I really did enjoy Jorge Molina's artwork with uh, some of the, the the different Spider characters, and I and I admit too, there were some cheesy ass Spider Man characters in there. Like at the very last issue, uh, issue five, where you see uh, Aunt May as Spider Man, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, for real, dude. Like she, <laughs> she, yeah, it's like she, we're gonna
2: bring in we're, we're gonna bring in all the uh, Spider people for here. It's like it, and you it, know like I it's like you're. I, I understand, like, how you think it was cheese, but I think uh, for me, that was kind of like, the right um level of cheese right here. Because if you're going to, like, bring in, like, every Spider-Person, you got to bring in, like, all of them. You know, like, remember, like, the original Spider-Verse series also brought in, like, you know, like, the, the Spider-Man from the uh, Marvel Super Heroes game. It yep. brought in the uh, Hostess, Sp- Hostess um, Fruit Pie Spider-Man. It brought in the uh, Spider-Man from the uh, Daily Comic Strip as well.
1: And see, oh. and that's, and that's, and that's what I like about these uh, Spider Verse or Spider, you know, this multiverse tie-in. Because whether they belong there or not, or whether they're super cool or super cheesy, I, I love seeing them brought into a storyline like this because I have some type of fondness uh, of those characters in some sort of way. Oh, like, like,
2: remember, it's like, at the very end, it like, it it brought in spider cop
1: as well. Exactly. Oh, dude. Uh, Yeah. That's, that's what I was about to mention too. Like if, if you're not familiar with it, like in the, in the PS4 game, when, uh, when uh Spider-Man is working with the police, he's you know he would talk to the police and be like, "Okay, Spider Cop is on the job," and we're <laughs> like, "No, no, we're not, we're not, we're not." <laughs> oh doing- yeah,
2: that was that was glor, that, it was gl- so gloriously dumb that I, that I loved it, especially when um at the very like, at the end when um Spider-Man's police contact um finally bought in to the idea of Spider Cop as well. That was great. Exactly. And- and just the fact that when, like, Spider... When, um, PS4 Spider-Man, like, realizes that Spider-Cup is real!
1: Oh, it's so great! Yeah, yeah, that, that that was fantastic. So, like, I really enjoyed that, you know, just coming off of, like, the heels of, you know, uh, beating the game. And, like, actually seeing that in there. I thought that was kind of, like, a little funny, uh, nod in there. But that's one thing I love about, like, the the humor of spider like spider-man is like you know if for you know if you've if you've seen uh into the spider-verse the the latest animated film you know there there's a little scene in there with uh uh um spider-man 2099 after the end credits and i don't want to like you know kind of spoil everything for the listeners but just the aesthetic of what was going on during that whole sequence just made me crash crash out laughing because i grew up You know with that style and that's that's how i came into spider-man through that animated style of that time and so i love how spider-verse kind of ties in a lot of that you know member berries you know member those member berries and nostalgia of spider-man from like the 60s all the way up into the present time by adding in certain characters and certain styles into these storylines so but don't get me wrong it has its it has its shares of cheese, dude. Because I don't really care for uh, Uncle Ben as Spider-Man and his nephew Petey. I think that's kind of uh, I think that's kind of whack.
2: That that's kind of like the wrong end of nostalgia for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, I believe it. You know, I I can see I can see it happening, but it's just kind of like that's like for me on the Batman front. That's like you know Thomas Wayne as Batman and uh, Bruce as Batsy. You know, or or some type of like cheesy sidekick. <laughs> You yeah,
2: know. I know what you're saying. So it's kind of like the like this this kind of this Spider-Man mini series, spider Gun and Spider-Verse are just kind of like like the main reason like they exist is just to provide like lots of like comforting fan service like for like you know like versions of Spider-Man that we that we think are like are a lot of fun and would love to see validated like either on the screen on screen or on the page, right?
1: Exactly. And and like I and like I mentioned before like you know Miles Miles Morales has become, you know, one of my favorite iterations of uh, Spider-Man. You know, I, I remember, I remember doing the Ultimate Universe when that happened. I was like, oh, he kind of got his powers, you know, in the same manner, and it just kind of feels like the Peter Parker storyline uh, regurgitated again. But at the same time, uh, not really. And I like how he's kind of come out onto his own uh, throughout the years. And with this particular storyline, I love how he kind of challenged the Enigma Force. Like, you know, the Enigma when the Enigma Force presented itself, saying, "You know, who, 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 who's, who
2: dares who, summon me?
1: Yeah, who dares summon me? Like the, the you know the arrogance, like you know that you deem worthy, and like each you know certain Spider people, like you know Pavitir uh, and. You know, yeah, he's uh, like,
2: oh, Miles, perhaps you should not antagonize
1: the cosmic force exactly. And Miles did, he it's not that he intentionally antagonized it, he just told it straight up like, like look, who, do, who who is worthy under your standards? Like, you know, none of us are worthy, we're just trying to solve a problem here. And that, and Miles standing up and bringing, uh, the issues up to the forefront seemed to make him worthy to where he became the, you know, Captain Universe of this fight. And I actually thought that was, you know, nerdgasm there. Really pretty cool. Even though it was from like a short period of time. Even to the point where he actually picked up Sword Vigor and and used it against Solus. So, I mean, it's, it's some of those little nerd fan services in there that really, you know, allowed me to appreciate you know this storyline and this comic line, but like I said again, don't get me wrong. It is Saturday morning cheese.
2: Yeah, it's like I definitely, I definitely agree with you there because I mean, it's like I, it, there. It's one of those series where it's like kind of like there are a lot of little things I liked about it, but I mean, like the core storyline was just kind of like pretty, like very standard, standard issue. And like you know what? Like, well, it's like it is kind of cool to see like you know like Miles like whip up the. Uh, like, you know, the sword vigor to destroy Solus. like, then, like, when he basically says that, um, oh, no, I don't I don't want to think about what I just did, it's kind of like, oh, it's like, you know, he's, like, yeah, he's kind of broken his vow, like, you know, not to kill, but, um, like, in the service of a, a, a really big fan service moment right there, but but, and, I mean, and, Oh, go ahead. No, it's like, so it's kind of like, you know, it's like, I mean, it's like, I I I mean like the main the main reason this series exists is to provide the, these kinds of fan servicey moments moments, but it's like, but um it just doesn't have I just like well like I don't think it was a bit be- necessarily an inherently bad or even terrible story. It's like I just like I just kind of wish there was like a much more interesting um like. Story to underpin the event, which is also kind of like I was hoping with the original Spider Verse as well. I mean, it's not that Marvel um, events can't um, you know deliver like you know compelling stories at their core. I mean you know you look at stuff like Infinity or like Secret Wars, which huh you know were both done by Jonathan Hickman. But that's besides the point. But um, but I just but I think that you know it's like it's I mean like Spider Gwen, it's you know it's not bad, but it's kind of like unless you're like this is definitely one for like people who are like, who are really invested in the uh, like in the growth of Miles Morales and um and Doctor Octopus or Otto Octavius as a Superior Spider Man, like, right? Yeah, so that I guess that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Really,
1: I mean, I'm gonna toss on my you know tinfoil hat conspiracy theory here, but you know, going to uh, the Into the Spider Verse movie and how successful and how well done that story was written now that that's on the table now that 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 story has been put on the table and we have we have into the spider verse and we have spider-geddon now i'm hoping that both mediums could kind of like influence each other whereas you know spider-geddon or spider verse might not have been as well told or, or successful as this movie has been but because this movie has kind of possibly set the bar on this type of storyline maybe the comics could kind of learn from that or maybe you know, it'll kind of, like, spin into something bigger from that. So, I mean, I, could, I, I can uh, honestly see, like, a sequel to that movie being done that might incorporate the Spider-Geddon storyline, but it'll be really more fleshed out and well done, um, you know, more so than the, than the comic book. That's, that's a possibility. But um, I, I felt that Spider- Norman Osborne Spider-Man, so going to him Norman Osborn Spider-Man and what happened at the very end of this comic where he has a piece of the web of life I kind of see him being more of a bigger threat than the inheritors because we all know how egotistical and maniacal that Norman Osborn can be Yeah it's like I
2: I admit it's like you know at the event, at the end of the mini- this event I kind of of feel- confront the uh, the setup to the next the setup for the next one because there's obviously going to be a next one just kind right. of just kind of felt like oh well okay because that's how these these all these always are it's like but you know as far as like you know like um into the Spider Verse's like influence on this I kind of figured that if they had realized if um the creators had realized like how much of a how successful um Spider um, into the Spider Verse would have been; <laughs> they never would have killed off um Spider Man Noir.
1: <laughs> yeah, <before>. yeah. <laughs> but you
2: know, it's like no one, no cared about Spider Man Noir prior to um Into the Spider Verse. So
1: I can I can agree with that too. I totally forgot that he died. Yeah, he did. He sure did. Die.
2: He but he kept... died. He died so easily, so right away.
1: So. Yeah, he did. I, I I could just actually when I first read that, like the whole time I was reading Spider Man Noir. Uh, lines in the storyline, I I just pictured Nick Cage's voice.
2: Yeah, yeah, because well, I Nick mean, Cage is so great. I mean, all the actors were like were great in that. But I mean, it's like I think the uh, one one of the best parts of the, about Into the Spider Verse was that they were just like you'll pick and choose whatever they wanted from the uh, from Spider continuity and just not be beholden to it. You know, even to the uh, even to the story that that it took its name its name from. So mm-hmm. so like, and, I got to admit, I got I. I feel a lot more confident about whatever um, Spider Verse sequel Sony is planning right now because you know they are they they, they said it. But um, I feel more confident about what they're planning right now than um, you know whatever like you know third part to uh, like you know Spider Verse Spider Gen that Marvel has cooked up at the moment.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. Aside, aside from comic book talk right now, like, real quick point, like what you just said, you know, I was a little apprehensive on, you know, I'm I'm glad that Spider-Man is part of the MCU and he's, be, he's been involved with these Avengers movies and had, like, the homecoming and far-from-home movies, but I've always been apprehensive of Sony still holding on to the rights of Spider-Man uh, films, but, um, you know, Into the Spider-Verse has really proven... That they still have something there, and if they can just stick with other, and quite frankly, I, I, you know, regarding Venom, like I thought Venom was cheesy as shit, but you know, I still enjoy it for what it is. Um, you know, it could have been better, but you know, whatever. But and they I, got I have
2: potential instead of the potential of seeing Cletus Kasady as Carnage.
1: Exactly. Like like so, exactly. So I, I I feel like I have more faith in Sony doing like. Those side projects and, and not main Peter Parker stuff, uh, as far as like live action films go. And, and they seem to be like really successful with it. And to just have Spider Man be involved with the main MCU, uh, um, you know, really kind of like, you know, touts his legitimacy in, in the Marvel cinematic universe. And, you know, they, Uh, come up with some uh, great, great projects and great products, but, you know, allowing Sony to still be able to do these side products, like, you know, this, you know, Morbius movie, or Venom movies, or um, Into the Spider-Verse sequels, like, I'm really excited for that, and I'm glad that 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 movie was successful for them, to where they're able to kind of share the success, and you know, share the profits. So, um, yeah, you do bring up a good point, like, we are, I have a feeling we're going to see at least two more movies from you know, this animated Miles saga, but, you know, sorry to shift gears again real quickly, but, you know, going back to issue five of this, uh, storyline, that issue, um, was released, you know, during the time when, you know, Stan Lee passed away and all the Marvel comics had, you know, uh, you know, the black, the black bar, the black tagline, you know, uh, in in memory of Stan Lee and issue five of, um, Spider Geddon was one of those issues. And I have to bring, at the point out, one of the things that I loved about issue five is that once everything was all said and done, and, you know, they, you know, defeated the inheritors and turned, you know, the kids back into babies, there, if you look closely, there's a couple panels where you'll see Stan Lee in there as, you know, a spider character. And I really love how they kind of like threw that little nod in there um, for this issue. And it makes me wonder. If any other issues that had that, you know, in memory of Stan Lee, uh, did that, and I, I would assume so. But right. I just wanted to bring that out that I thought that was an awesome nod that they put, you know, Stan Lee as a Spider character, you know, amongst like that crowd of Spider people at oh. the, the very end of this conflict.
2: Oh yeah, I see. I see the page you're talking about after they dog on the inheritors.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like,
2: and you see, I yeah, I see right there. That was. That's, that's that's a nice touch right there it's very it's very appropriate it's like and i and also reminds me of the bit from the, the ps4 spider-man video game where he's where he just come, talks to uh mentions to uh peter parker and mary jane Mary tells mary jane like yo i always like seeing you two together so so yeah, yeah. But like it's but i mean it's like it's like I said, it's a nice thing seeing you know, it was like just just the idea that you that You've got these projects that can draw from from all sorts of Spider-Man continu- continuity and create these like interesting and weird stories. Though it's like, as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, I think that um, Into the Spider-Verse was easily the more successful of of these two. Spider-Geddon, yeah, like I said, it's one for the converted. But you know, that's that's how I feel. My myron, so like, you want anything you want to say to wrap this up?
1: uh not not necessarily chime in anymore but at the same time like you know i mean any, anything could be said about any of these like you know um uh, marvel series i mean civil war was a big success and then you have civil war 2 and it was kind of like meh and so like I, I could see that you know with into the spider verse you know the first of this storyline like oh that's that's sweet you know that's something you know we've we've never seen before or you know you know it, it's it's going to be a great storyline then you come out with spider geddon which essentially is like you know into the spider verse 2 it's just kind of like yeah you know it's it's saturday morning y but you know uh-huh. i appreciate it for what it is yeah that's so, a good,
2: good way to put good to put it i'm um, john it's like uh i know you're still here it's like any thoughts on your end about all this
0: well, Are you still here? I am still here. I'm still here. <laughs> Indeed, I am. So, um, no, I just think everyone, uh, you know, if you have your opinions about it, that's fine. You know, the, uh, the, you know, I know you guys have talked about like the villains being kind of generic Saturday morning villains. Um, you know. Yep. It's always good uh, to have. You know, uh, you know, some character in your villains. I mean, eh, you never... I mean, but it's not necessarily a requirement. And what do I mean by that? I think that sometimes, you know, if you just enjoy the story, you know, it, it depends on how how reliant the story is on the villains. And if the plot is kind of, uh, you know, kind of is like your generic plot or your, it falls flat, then sometimes you know it's good to see the interactions and i do like you know how myron was highlighting about you know like uh uh you know octavius and uh you know and 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 how it kind of made him change you know his perspective uh on how this is going to ha- you know how th- he's going to handle the situation because there are you know uh in my familiarity with the storyline is you know they're they're after all of them but why right mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah so um yeah i wish and and, and it also and it also drove mile miles story is another thing you had mentioned but i I think that that's you know i guess it depends on what the object is sometimes your villains can be a little generic it depends you know they can't all be yeah i mean uh, they all can't be you know masterminds although i i do like it when they have more soul. so
1: i i i agree with i agree with that statement and 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 basically what you said like i uh Related to Doc Ock, like I really wish I could talk more about it, but I just don't want to spoil it for you or anybody else that hasn't uh, beaten or played the game. But you know, playing through that game, Peter, Peter and Octavius' relationship is very powerful, and you being Spider-Man, like I, you, you can kind of feel that yourself. Like you know, Peter has the Peter has always been a nerd and and really smart with um, uh, in science. And you see Octavius really nurture that, and you really see a kind of father-son bond uh, between those two. You know, especially after um, Uncle Ben has been passed away for like pr- approximately like nine, ten years in that game, and picking up in this comic book, you kind of see that relationship uh, carry over, even though Peter has gone through what he's gone through with the events of the game. You see. Just kind of how he reacts to him, like, oh, man, like, you know, my my Octavius was, uh, you know, never like you, or like, oh, my Octavius, you know, he had a similar mindset, but he went in a different direction. He
2: could eventually be like, like, I could see, like, how, like, you could actually actually be like my Octavius, if you, like, really applied yourself.
1: (laughs) Exactly, and I I really love how they portrayed that, because, you know, out of all the quote-unquote father figures in Peter's life, I mean, you have... Norman Osborn to a degree you have uh, uncle Ben like I think Otto Octavius was more of a positive father figure in his life because of their love for science and they kind of nurtured each other and uh, I really like how that was kind of portrayed uh, in in this book um, how, how the relationship and he and, and Peter really trusted him and there was a point in the comic book where you know Peter went against Otto where he was like, Miles told me everything about you, and you're not—you're not the man I thought you were. But at the end of the day, you know, Octavius had a plan, you know, a master plan all along, you know, to defeat the inheritors. He just didn't tell anybody about it. And yeah, it, it, it's like
2: that was one of the, that was another one of the bits that I liked about the, uh, it's like about the main story as well. Even though it's like I—I I, as it was playing out, I kind of realized, like, wait a second, I think I think I know where this is going. So, but like I said, lots, lots of little things to like about mm-hmm. this, even if I don't think it was, like, you know, completely successful, over, It's like, overall.
0: Oh, that sounds great. So, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time on the podcast, Jason? Oh, well, next
2: time we're going to talk about, like, a, a, a villain who is, like, very successful in his objectives. That would be Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Oh, turns out that Yeah, because it turns out that his, um, that his latest series... Well, it's like, you know, it might actually be um, better than any of us were expecting, so we'll see about that.
0: All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Lake. All right, later. Bye. Later, guys. See ya.